literally randomly. Uh, what what was the subject line? Because you reacted to it and uh, just. I just remember it had fuzz dolly. It had fuzz dolly and reunion in the subject somewhere. <laughs> And I was like, I, I was, I, I just sat and stared at my computer. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is, I just hadn't, never would have expected that in a million years. <laughs> Us neither. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yeah, it's really, I was, uh, so the way it happened is uh, our mutual friend, Mike Fleischman, said, yeah. I think, uh, I think had tipped me. I don't know if he, I think you had sent me the email, but he had kind of suggested it. You reach out to me and this is like a Monday morning and I saw this email. I'm like, no way. Oh, that's about the amp, isn't it, Tim? It's funny. There's there's all these connected dots that came together all at once. And, and Mike Fleischman was in high school. I, I used to write and, and coach drumline at DC Everest. Oh, uh, yeah. In Wausau. And did that for like 12 years. And in one of those years, Mike was in there and he played in a band called Buzz Astronaut, you know. And, and yeah, he would that was me too. Yeah, that was you too. Okay. Yeah, so, I was the bass player. Yeah. And so anyway, then there was. Um, yeah, he and I had been in touch and he was asking, and he's recording stuff and he was asking how I was doing. He's like, man, there's this guy in Wausau, Brian Kowalski, he'd love you. And, and I think he's, he's connected. <laughs> he's, he, could, he could get you guys some attention. So I just literally randomly, uh, what, what was the subject line? Because you reacted to it and uh, just. I just remember it had Fuzz Dolly, it had Fuzz Dolly and Reunion in the subject somewhere. Uh -huh. And I was like, I, I was, I, I just sat and stared at my computer. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is, I just hadn't, never would have expected that in a million years. <laughs> us neither. <laughs> it came out of nowhere for for us too, you know, but it's funny you said it was yeah. 94 to 97 because like at the time it seemed like it was 20 years and now looking back on it, it seems like it was just, you know, the, the quickest flash of time, even though so much happened. It, right, it was a short time period, but you guys had, I believe you said six releases in that time? Yeah, the, the, we did a demo in 94, we did a seven inch in 94, Sun Fetish, Three Feet Away. I'm reading a piece of paper right now. We did a, a live recording cassette that we did in 95, the Paramount Music Hall in Madison. We did Shock in 96. Another one in 96 was Rebreather Manhole, that was a, a split. Uh, seven inch rather and then inflatable that was inflatable live in 97 and that was with uh with dan dietrich so and mm. you know and you, the whole thing well how, why are you even together now what's what's going on here yeah um, and and i'll tell you when when we kind of played our last show as as a group that was the last I talked to the guys you really? know? And, and, you know, 25 very quick years go by. We're raising families. We've got careers. Matt, you're in Tennessee, um, in Dennis, in Illinois. And did you guys have a good breakup or a bad breakup? It was more of just going, going our own ways. Going our own you know? ways. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, you know, looking back on it now, I feel, I feel sad about it. I, I, you know, I think we were just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to do these other things. And, and Tim and, right. and Dan kept playing together after that. Um, so, yeah, but it, I, I think in some ways the, the reunion is the real like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's really, the, it's the big story, too. Um, it I is. think it, it's a sad story, um, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so so I guess I'm I'll start it and Matt, you, you jump in please too. But it was, um, we, we re, I had heard some very sad, unfortunate news that um, Dan Dietrich had, had passed um, New Year's Day, 2021. And mm -hmm. I, I was thunderstruck. I was sad. Um, he's an amazing, incredible talent. Loved him, Matt. You could say all the good things about him too. Um, but I just thought to myself, 
I don't know if Matt or the guys know about this. And, and I didn't even know how to reach out to you. I think I sent an email. Matt's a professor at the um, University of Tennessee in Knoxville um, and just reached out and said, gosh, did you hear the news? And that led to finding out how to reach Dennis Jackson and, and Shannon Schober. Um, yeah, it was, I'll let you jump in at this. Oh point. yeah, no, it was, it was quite, quite some stunning news, you know, and of course pandemic has made all sorts of strange, you know, it's like time changed and now all sorts of different things are happening. And when I, Tim wrote to me and I, I just, I actually started just crying. I was like, what, what happened, you know? And, um, and then we started, we started talking uh, an email and, um, and started talking about, well, you know, do the other guys know? Should pretty soon we started talking about getting together to play in in, in honor of Dan, you know, mm -hmm. and and that you know it was. I don't know. It's kind of like the brother who's not not here now, you know. And we thought we really want to do that, and it was very meaningful to us. And pretty soon we were all talking, and it was like I don't know. Time hadn't passed, but that but it had, mm -hmm. and. Um, and then what it was that we said, we were like, okay, let's, let's have a rehearsal. <laughs> so, so like anything that I get involved with musically, and I've continued to play in bands from the bands before Fuzz Dolly all the way up until now, you know, I'm 53. Um, I'll, I'll say that on air, um, mm -hmm. not, not the, the spring chicken anymore, but I've always been in one or two bands the entire time. So for mm -hmm. me, it was just like, the next thing and anything I ever right. touch, it's like it goes from this idea to 100 miles an hour like that, you know. And so mm -hmm. when I was talking to Matt, and finally we got the guys. We were all talking, and there's a couple, you know, Zoom calls, kind of like this is happening right now. It's like, well, gosh, well, let's. And this was in March, you know, March 2021. We're like, well, how about this summer, we come to my house here in Amherst, Wisconsin, and and um, I had just it's, I, it's crazy ironic timing. I just built a home recording studio. That was my COVID project. I built this, you know, a third of my basement. Nice. It's, it's not a small studio. It's, it's, a, it's, I think, quite a bit more than an average, like, home studio. But um, it just so happened I literally just finished it, just got equipment in it, and then oh, wow. the news came. Yeah, that's too weird, you know. The timing right. blew my mind. It's like we've, we've had a lot of weird things happen. <laughs> and we could go on project. and on about yeah. coincidences here. Um, so so anyway, we talked in March, June. We got together mm -hmm. for band camp. You know, it was this long weekend. The guys all came up, and I tell you what, what stood out, Matt, for me the most is you know we loosely talked about what we we're going to accomplish. Like we just want to jam, we want to drink beer, we want to hang out, the wives are along, it'll be just this cool weekend, right? And and we clicked into that first song and I swear to god, it was as if no time elapsed. Wow. And, and my wife we talked about it afterwards. She's like, it sounded like you were just playing yesterday. Like the band yeah. had never stopped. That was amazing. amazing. Energy and aggression was there. It was yeah. super cool. Yeah. I think the for me, the the start of the, what was so fun was the Zoom calls to to see each other. And that's, you know, I mean, with this, you know, in recent years, we've gotten used to doing this sort of thing, but it, right. it was just amazing to see people and sit and talk for like a couple hours and and catch up and and yeah. and you know, it was I was it was very moving. And then on one of those, we were sitting there and I was like, hey guys, I wrote a song. 
I was like, I wrote, I, I like asked myself, can I write a Fuzz Dolly song now? So I, I started playing an, an electric guitar and they're like, okay, you hit the first note and we didn't hear anything after that. So I was like, okay, let me get the acoustic. <laughs> I, started, I started blinking away and, and, um, and, and, you know, they, they liked it. And so this, so what started happening was not only were we thinking also of playing, you know, and, and having a show for Dan uh, and also a show to kind of, you know, if people want to come see us, like just everybody come, you know, we just, we're going to be there where we're, we want, we want to play for people. We want to see people again and, and remember things and do new things. And, um, but it also started turning into, Hey, maybe we can make new music. And, and we have been. A yeah, lot. That's amazing. <laughs> A yeah. lot of new music. Yeah. What's the, what, what is the, what's the new music compared to the old music? What's it like? Is it still very fuzz dolly? Would you say? I think so. I, I yeah. would say there's there's some there's undertones of of Dan all through it. Um, Interesting. I mean, the, the, it's it that's affected us all. Um, yeah, I think we thought a lot about it when we were when we were writing parts and lyrics and mm -hmm. things like that. I mean, yeah. some of the songs were song that we're we're working on for the record are songs that didn't get recorded um, back back in the nineties. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so we're really excited that those are going to get proper treatment. Um, but then, the, then we have these new songs too, you know? So, so, and the new album isn't, you know, mm -hmm. Hey guys, here's, here's the six songs. We're gonna, it's 16, 10 plus six songs. And yeah. it's a monster, you know, mm -hmm. and, and of those, I was just kind of looking through it, you know, prior to this. And I, I did, didn't even really add them up, but there, there's eight brand new ones. There's eight that never were recorded or got the treatment we thought. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's this album. That's what we're working on right now. You know, I, we started recording that in, I think it was Mar um, no, 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 September 21, finished in March and now mixing in April and May and, mm -hmm. um, and all that. But what's continued to happen, and, and I think this is the, the, the even bigger, cooler thing, is, is the songs beyond that. We have 23 other starts of songs or here's the riff here's the riff plus drums and that's just exchanging music files you know with technology today you, you can kind of do that so yeah well so yeah, much well, material we're going to be releasing for years that's good something yeah i kind of want to go back and make some comparisons because uh, i was going to say one of the things that was so impressive about you guys in the 90s is that you recorded so much because you didn't have the same technology as today where you can do so much of it yourself. A lot of bands I know now are, um, you know, they'll actually a lot of them will do like a hybrid where they'll record. I know some will do a lot of the recording themselves, but then maybe go to a studio for the vocals or something like that. Um, and, you know, like you said, you can exchange files, you can send files back and forth. I mean, back in the day, you, you know, the home recording was, the, the equipment wasn't very good unless you had a lot of money to spend. You know, how were you guys able to record so much? Did you just spend a lot of time in the studio and save up your pennies for it? Or how did that work? Huh. Can, can I take that one, Maddie? Yeah, um, you should start. I have a few things to add, but you start. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't forget them. There's a, there's a lot to talk about here. So, <laughs> so, what, what's, um, so my studio, did I save up pennies for it? Yes. And, and I'd been saving, uh, my, my whole retirement plan had always been get a recording studio, work with local bands, mm -hmm. and just kind of feed that machine, you know, and be part of that. And, and it's really important to me. And um, so, so uh, this will tie in a couple different ways, but um, I started donating plasma. 
right? My son was like, oh, wow. I had always donated to the Red Cross. And my son who was in college, he's like, dad, you don't even get paid for that. Why, why don't this bio life thing? And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll do that. So I started saving my pennies and all of a sudden I had enough for this and you know other things. So it all kind of came together and I built this mm -hmm. digital based uh, Logic Pro based DAW, bought a bunch of microphones mm -hmm. and sound treated the room. And, and so yes, Saved Pennies created the studio. Digital is, I think, kind of the way to go. It makes it, mm -hmm immediate you can kind of fart out ideas and if they don't work great and right uh, you know and but then so the other piece and this ties to one of the songs um that we wrote is it's called red red walls and um the sound absorbers that i have on my walls all, all the way around um they're red oh, cool. and 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 i was kind of communicating with matt one night and and i'm the drummer right i don't sing i don't write riffs and songs i mean that's not my my role right but it almost seemed like dan was kind of talking into my head and i just had some lyrics and i started sharing them with matt and he's like oh man this is this is the magic you you gotta go with this go with this and you're really encouraging me matt's a poet he's a writer i'm just kind of a dipshit right and so <laughs> so up then the song is it, it's kind of about dan it's about my studio and the red walls. And so, so anyway, so um, anyway, those, when you said the studio, that all kind of tied together for me. Um, I'm rambling, Matt, help. Oh, no, I, I mean, that was really fun, a collaboration. And that's one of the things that's happened is we've, mm. if we started to have kind of new style of collaboration and getting ready for the recording, because before, you know, when, when you're around each other in a kind of music way, and you have rehearsals and stuff you you develop a real a working pattern pretty fast and you just you have you know hammer through things and if you're a working band pretty soon your rehearsals are for writing new songs because you're playing a lot and all that sort of thing and and we this was very different because i would record you know guitar tracks on my phone and send it to tim and 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 he would he would add drum tracks uh to it and 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 then we started collaborating where i would write guitar riffs and someone else like you know, Tim would Tim would um, write melodies and sing to it, or or um, one of the songs, Shannon. I wrote the guitar part first, and then Shannon just just went from there and turned it into this amazing song. Um, and I think, nice. yeah. And but the, what's so kind of exciting about the recording process for me was that both Dennis and and Shannon are are up there at least close as far as I'm concerned, and and they were going you know, whenever they could on weekends and after work and, and you know, I'd get these tracks with drums and bass and, and the other parts were scratch tracks and I, you know, you could hear the songs growing over time. Mm -hmm. And, and it was just so exciting to hear that. And then, um, and then March came and that was like the time when I was going to come and do my stuff. So I had to do 16 guitar tracks and I don't know, what was it, Tim? Seven vocal tracks or something yeah, like that. about half of that, yeah. Yeah, all, in three days. In like a weekend. <laughs> in three days. And that was a yeah. wild ride. It was, it was, it was really, it was great for two reasons. One, being in Tim's studio, you know, when you, when you go to a, a studio where it's somebody else's place and, and you're on their time and, and, it, you know you're just uptight and you're nervous and it's it, it's not fun even if you've done it before um mm -hmm. or at least it's not just a relaxing calm experience and this was just great you know you sit there and you'd be like yeah. just play and you'd be like wow this is so easy you know or if you're having trouble you'd be like 
hey, you guys, you got to leave the room for a minute and I'm going to finish up this guitar part and then you come back, you know? And back in the 90s, you must have always had that meter kind of running in the background, right? Like, you know, it's yeah. costing you by the hour. Well, yeah, well, and we didn't have we didn't have any hardly any money then. Well, well, that's the I was wondering, like, how did, how did you guys record so much back then? You know what? A lot of what we did was, you know, we never took money for ourselves. It was always money invested 100% back in the band to perpetuate the machine. So it's like you play a bunch of shows. It's like, hey, we got enough to, you know, get some shirts or for mm -hmm. the next recording. So it was always, always looking forward, always making plans for the next, um, for the next thing. Um, Matt, I wanted to add. So Matt, you thought the it was comfortable in the studio and like. Oh yeah, it was. It was wonderful, you know. And it's like, it's like. Tim's house is like a, a complex with a music playground in the basement, you know, and you just go down there <laughs> and play and it's really fun. So, and so it, it wasn't, wasn't weird when I was naked and you, you thought that was okay to play guitar. Uh, it's even like the nineties again. <laughs> but another yeah. great thing about it was that both um, Shannon and Dennis uh, were there that weekend and it was so much fun to have them around, you know, and, and play something and be like, what do you guys think of that? Or, uh, one of the songs, uh, which is called Frost Man, and that one in particular is about Dan, that song actually really came together that weekend. Like, I finished the guitar parts and the vocals, and then um, we're like, Shannon, you know, he was coming back from, from doing some work, and we're like, bring your bass, you got to record. And he came in, and he just literally laid down bass tracks uh, and, and a vocal tracks to go with mine. And then Dennis came in, he did his guitar tracks, and everything just beautifully came together, and we were so we we're so excited about that. That was kind of, I, I think, the most special moment of the whole weekend. Do you, do you know what's big, big for me and even bigger than we were before? Um, is that honestly, I feel that this time around, we've all we've all had our different life paths. You know, we've had mm -hmm. all these different experiences. Now we've come back. Um, the music is still youthful. I don't think it's like, you know, dad got the band back together. And <laughs> right. It's kind of sleepy. It's it's aggressive, you know, and it's fun. And I've always loved that kind of music. But the big thing for me, Matt, honestly, is just, I think we've gotten to know each other better now. Because think about back then, it's like you're in various stages of college and getting your career started and, and whatever. And it was literally, it was you're at a rehearsal, you get there, you rehearse, you leave, you, you go to the show, you, you set up, you play, you leave. And there wasn't really much social time between us. No, agree. and then now we will sit together and I just feel like I know you guys better, you know, and, yeah. and, and that to me has been really, really um, rewarding and, and I love it. So, yeah, well, let's go. Let's go back in time a little. Uh, we can tell people a little bit about how Fuzz Dolly formed, you know, kind of tell the, the 90s oh. Fuzz Dolly story. Yeah. So Tim and I had been playing in a band together. Uh, I was playing bass back then instead of guitar. And mm -hmm. we were playing in a band called Pascal's Neighbor, which, um, which we had a lot of fun doing. Um, and then, and, and actually Dennis, before the band broke up, Dennis joined uh, playing guitar. And, and then, you know, um, Tom Janikowski, uh, the other band member he left. We had been playing a lot of shows and, and he decided he didn't want to play with us anymore. And we were kind of like, oh, what do we do now, you know? And who rolls into town but the local legend, Shannon Schober? And, <laughs> and um, uh, you know, one day I'm in my, at, at my house and, and he's brought over at like, you know, hey, you know, here's Shannon and, you know, let's, 
let's talk about music, you know? And mm -hmm. I said, let's, you know, would you want to maybe do some, do some collaboration, maybe have a band, you know? And I, I want to play guitar now. I don't want to play bass anymore, but I'm going to play guitar through a bass amp and we're going to see what happens. You know? <laughs> nice. I remember, and, you played with that forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in a way, like the way it was like, here are all these great pieces, like sort of the amp is kind of the, the metaphor for it, right? Like here are all these, yeah. these people here who, who want to make really good music and want to do something fun and, and exciting. And, you know, Shannon had had a, always had had a great following there. And, and in our band, Pascal's neighbor, we had had a good following and, and we just we we just decided to to see what could happen. And I, I remember one of our first rehearsals. We always rehearsed in the basement of the mission. They were so nice to us. They let us rehearse down there, and, and we didn't. I don't think we paid rent. And Sunday after they closed, it was our our realm, and we just went down there and made a lot of noise. But it's classic we, music venue, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was our that was home base. Happy yeah. to you guys. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I, I still remember going going down there and, and and we all got together and I didn't really know Shannon very well. I'd seen him play, but um and we 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 played his uh what was it? Martyr Tree, his song Martyr Tree, which I think he had kind of worked on in another band before. Mm -hmm. And we were playing through it and he's like, Well, we need another part here. So he wrote it and it was kind of a an, an odd part, like not straightforward wise. And they're all like, okay, well, we're going to do it now and we'll see how it goes. And, and we did and it, and it clicked immediately and that we all looked at each other and there was this thing like, oh, this could, this could work, you know? And it was, it was, I don't know, it was a really magic moment. I remember that. I asked him about it. He did remember it too, so. Nice. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about the, the scene in the 90s, like what it was like to be a working band back then compared, maybe what, it, maybe compared a little to like your shows now, what, what the difference is. You know, I think it, it just seemed there were more bands, you know, like mm -hmm. everybody had a band, you know, one block over was push two blocks over was a band edge, you know, mm -hmm. black helicopter, it just, it just seemed like everyone was in a band Stelectrics, you know, um, you know, I should probably name drop 100 others, but in, in, in so much good music. Mm -hmm. And and live shows is where it's at. I mean, that's my life. Yeah. I, if if you say Tim, what's your favorite part of playing in Fuzz Dolly or any high energy band? It's watching the people go nuts and dancing, and there there's movement and they're sweaty, and and they're singing, and it's just energy. And I love that. And I feel bad for my kids. They're both in, in college now because I it it feels like wh where the hell did that go? You know, right. where's the great aggressive like guitar music? And um, I love all kinds of music. I, I actually play in a <laughs> in a folk trio now. Hi, Daisha and Sarah. Sarah Crow and the Strangers. Check them out. Nice. Um, but but it's it's so polar opposite of of the punk rock Tim Ben. And and I feel that's really kind of where my heart is. But the difference mm -hmm. is I just don't see that. And and maybe I'm older. I'm in in my, in my job. And maybe. I'm missing all the fun, um, just working all the time, but um, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like it's as vibrant. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not uh, as musically active as, as Tim has been through all the years, although <laughs> I did play some music in more recent years uh, and live too a little bit. But I, I remember, I mean, of all places, the Mission Coffee House was such, 
such a wonderful place. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. It's almost like there's not really proper words to, to, to capture how exciting that was for us to play because we knew people would come because after we played a little couple shows, people just kept coming and more and more. And I remember at one point we had only played a couple shows and I was singing one of our songs and I looked out and people were singing the lyrics and oh, wow. we hadn't recorded it. And I was like, how do they know the words to the song? They've been coming to the shows. You right. barely know the words to the song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just so amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, like a, this is a thing, you know? It's like, a, yeah. it's a thing with us and them, you know? And well, I was gonna say, all- there's, I feel like there was more of a sense of ownership in the nineties and also like a sense of scarcity. Cause like, you know, right now I can go listen to a fu- some Fuzz Dolly songs on my phone right now, right? I can pull up Spotify. and and listen but back in the day you just didn't have that option you had to go see them live you know you might you know you guys came out with some some material not every band even had like cds and stuff so it's like you saw they were coming to town it was like that was kind of your chance maybe for you know maybe a month or two or even more depending on where the band was from yeah and i remember i would always talk to other bands you know whatever from madison or something and i'd be like well what's a crowd like when you play wherever and you know not long after my next question would be well do people jump around because that's what I remember at our shows like at the mission and Eli's and all these things like it was such a wild wild, they were wild shows even if they started quiet to begin with right it was just such a wild scene and it was so exciting you know it was like this like we're all doing something here it's just exploding it was was you guys had that visual element too which is kind of cool and unique yeah yeah, sorry. I forget exactly how that even started, but Eric, Eric Moore and, and Tyler Osterhaus and 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 when we come back and and, and play um, these shows in in August, <clears throat> maybe we can talk about those. But that super sorry, that's going to be part of it. So they weren't always through through the life of Fuzz Dolly. They were kind of like in the in the front part of that. Gotcha. Um, but but it was. I wish I was a kid on the other side watching my band with all that stuff. And, and I don't think I've ever seen the whole visual thing other than if people you know, recorded the show, you know, it happening and playing it back for me. Um, but I mean, do you remember exactly like the first time and, and how, Matt? I don't, I don't remember. I know that it was like, it was suggested or maybe they even just showed up, which would probably make sense, you know? <laughs> That was um, kind of a nineties thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, that, that was, it was so collaborative, you know, and, and mm-hmm. that is some, a way that we were different from a lot of the other bands. And I actually think some like, you know, we were, we were like, you know, young sweetheart kids and we, then we go play in other places like Madison or twin cities. And those, those bands were mean, you know, they were very nice people. Sometimes anybody if they're listening, but well, I will were, say, I will say in the nineties, I watched a band break up and get back together all in the course of one song. It was pretty impressive. Oh, who was that? Oh, that makes sense. It was like the early two thousands. It was some show out at Nine Mile Forest. Uh, that was with my second band, uh, Noise Museum. And it's like it's like the the like the guitarist and drummer got in a fight, and the guitarist walked out. At one point, it was just the drummer on stage, and then the band members came back during during the song. It was so weird. Oh wow, that's amazing! Yeah, 
I had, a, I had yeah. a moment like that with with the, the band after Fuzz Dolly, Mad Trucker Gone Mad. Really? Where um, Isaac and I had an onstage thing. He might be watch, listening to this sometimes. I won't go into the full details. Sorry, Isaac. <laughs> Shout out to Isaac. But you remember when oh. you stood on my bass drum and you flipped my cymbal inside out and I threw your amp? Yeah, that moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that kind of shit didn't happen with Fuzz Dolly, but, but I do remember that some of the other bands we played with in other places were like, I don't know, they didn't get the whole super sorry part of it, which I never understood because I thought this is, we're just doing, it's kind of, I don't know, it's just, this is a kind of cool thing that's happening and, and yeah. you know, the people where we're from really like it. So if you just kind of look at it for a minute, you might, you might get into it too, but. Now, Tim, I, I shared, uh, I remember I shared some of the reaction to your reunion when I shared it on Facebook, and I assume you probably shared it, or shared it around with the rest of the band, but, you know, what was it like to, to get that kind of reaction of so many people saying, like, you know, just having that really emotional reaction to hearing you guys coming back? You know what? I've, I've played in lots of bands, right? And I continue, I just always have. But there is a place in my heart for Fuzz Dolly, and, and I'm so, mm -hmm. and I, so glad we're together. It's really sad how it happened, but wow, what right. a cool opportunity that it is happening. And, and I've always felt that way, like a connection with the crowd, with the music, and it just meant more to me. And so when, I mean, you, put, you posted it, right? And then people yeah. were saying things like, you know, I read this and I read the news and I started crying. Yeah. It's like, that's how I feel about Fuzz Dolly. I, I get choked up about it because it, it it's heavy and it's aggressive, but it's passionate. And, and I hope people feel it. It seems like they feel it. And um, I don't know what else to say, uh, but, but it was, it, it, it warmed my heart. It made me think, you know what, how cool is this? Maybe it will be more than just our wives that show up at these. Right. <laughs> have you guys now? Have you guys played live now? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. We're coming. Yeah. So the the fellows are coming down to Tennessee, and we're going to play at the Pilot Light here on Saturday, um, June twenty fifth. Um, which that, that it's a nice venue, and it's a very Fuzz Dolly kind of venue. So it, it and I think we're going to have a good time. But the rest of the shows come in August. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, what are you feeling? What are your feelings toward that show? I'm sorry, talking over you. Yeah, what are your feelings toward that show? How do you think people are going to react? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I can start since I'm, I'm the guy down here. I think, I mean, people will come who mostly who don't know us, you know, um, people who know me or people, maybe a, a few people from Asheville or whatever who who moved down there and know us from from then or whatever. But um, in in a way, I think it's going to give us a chance to play in front of an audience who however big it is, um, don't have any expectations. And we can just wail on a combination of the old songs and the new songs. Um, and, and, and in a way, get kind of get ourselves as a group ready for, for August, you know? Yeah. I mean, we certainly have played in intense little packets, you know, really a lot and a lot together, but, but then, you know, long stretches without, so. So it's going to so, be a special moment. Tim, maybe you can tell people about the, the upcoming shows, the, uh, the uh, Central Wisconsin area <laughs> shows, and then maybe some thoughts on what that's going to be like. Yeah. The, 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 to go back to June just for a moment, the, the, <laughs> I think, mm -hmm. and what I was trying to say before, I think the reason, you know, why are you playing an off, one off in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, 
I think we're feeling really guilty that we're making Matt fly up here or drive. <laughs> yikes! Um, for for these rehearsals, so so we we rented a VRBO and, and we're going to be down there. It's going to be like a songwriting rehearsal Wednesday through Sunday, and, and it's like God, wouldn't it be cool to put a show on that? So that's how that all came together. But the the mm -hmm. ones in August, honestly, they they were booked a year ago, other than the one that you. Um, connected some dots for us. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, yeah, I'm excited so, about that. So the record release show weekend um, is in August. And in the first, show, it's it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday set of shows. Um, Thursday, um, August 11th, we will be at the Whitewater Music Hall. Um, that'll be two hours of just us. Um, and then, you know, we have a lot of ties to that Wausau area. I'm from the Wausau area. Mm -hmm. um, and Eli's Mile High. I mean, that was a place yeah. we would play all the time. Hopefully, everyone remembers that. That was yeah, sad. another so that, classic venue. Oh yeah. yeah. And then, and then the next night um, we'll be in Stevens Point. It's kind of our, I guess, our kind of hometown. And um, at the university, um, we're playing at the Encore. Um, so that's Friday. We're also recording that show live because. I guess we feel our archive of 23 new songs to record isn't enough. We, we're going to do another recording, this live thing. So nice. if you want to be heard on a recording, come then. Um, and then Saturday, we um, end up in Madison, also kind of a pseudo hometown, I guess, for us, right. but um, at High Noon Saloon. And we'll be playing with a band there called uh, Moon Boot, um, which had members of Tongue which mm -hmm. we played around with back in the day yeah oh, cool and i went to high school with them <laughs> yeah right, Shad, right yeah yeah good guy do you feel like you're gonna have this wave of nostalgia at you when you start playing up in up in this area i think so i when i when i read the the response that that people had to the fact that we were going to do this i was really moved too and you know i thought about how in a way i think the whole scene back then was really was really vibrant and and sort of self-made you know but i but i always felt like for me personally um when we played these shows that like suddenly a, a whole new space opened and and it was like all kinds of cool fun stuff happened there and it was really wild and i mean you know people would fly on the to the there was no stage on the in the mission but you know all the mics would get knocked over when the crowd would be pushed right. forward and <laughs> get my teeth practically knocked out and, you know, and all kinds of other stuff would happen. It was just like, it was a really amazing energy. And, 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 um, I don't know, a kind of like magical friendship between us all. And that the idea that that mattered to, to people, um, was, was really, was great. And I just, I, I'm, I just can't imagine how exciting it's going to be to be there again and say, oh my gosh, look who's here. Look who's yeah. here. You oh, know what? That's, that's a big thing for me too, because I think mm -hmm. I think some of the people from the day will be there and, and that's great mm -hmm. and we want to do that. But you know, we're looking forward too. I mean, I don't yeah. think this is a one and done weekend. This is not a one and done album. Um, it's different. Uh, we're geographically challenged, mm -hmm. of course. So it's not like we're going to you know, pl play a hundred shows in a year again or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but but it, the, the nostalgia thing will be high uh, for me, but it's also about making new friends and, and making new connections and and kind of feeding the machine moving forward. Um, when, when I listen to 
our old stuff like the shock album um inflatable it doesn't sound horribly out of place maybe i'm biased in, in what's being generated today you know it doesn't sound like it's 25 years old you know um well, i'm excited about this i think it's going to be great and guys uh thanks so much for being on guys go check them out on spotify they're on there and get excited for the upcoming shows cool thanks guys thank you very much thank you very very much